everybody, it's Fabs here with the Believe Fantasy Football Show with myself, your friendly neighborhood fantasy football analyst, Michael Fabiano, joined, of course, as always, by my guy, Toss. What's up, brother? How about them Cowboys? How about them? How about them Cowboys? How about how about them Jets, too? Monday night winners. Congrats. I got to talk about that. I, I know this is a fantasy football show, and trust me, I'm going to spin this into fantasy football. Jets fans, come on. It was going to happen. There was no way it wasn't going to happen. And I like, I love talking about hexes and curses. I used to write articles about the Madden curse. I used to keep tabs on the sports illustrated curse. And of course, as a Yankees fan, I owe the curse of the Bambino. I wish that one never went away. <laughs> Cause Yankees have sucked ever since that thing got broke. Uh, but the jets are cursed. Okay. You want proof? Do you want proof? Last night, Aaron Rodgers did not get through an offensive series. And right now, all the reports are Achilles done. Maybe done, like done, done in in pro football. I, I don't know what Joe Namath did. I don't know if he sold his soul to the devil at a club in New York City way back in the 60s. But whatever happened, the Jets are cursed. And they're cursed at quarterback. I mean, they've had some really bad first-round draft picks, too. Don't get me wrong. I'm not going to say that. But they're cursed at quarterback. I, I mean, listen, 83 draft, anybody? Dan Marino? Yeah, he was available. They took Ken O'Brien. Ken O'Brien was okay. He wasn't Dan Marino. Dan Marino was the best quarterback of his era. Jets could have had him. Let's go into the 90s. They took Browning Nagel in the second round. I mean, he had more picks than touchdowns in his career. They drafted Jeff Blake in the sixth round. He didn't do anything with Cincinnati. And that was only a couple good years. They drafted Glenn Foley. Chuck Clement. Those guys did buckus. Chad Pennington. Okay, he was a good quarterback. He was all right. He was 32-29 and 29 with the Jets. So he's three games over 500. And these are just the guys they drafted. Okay. Brooks Bollinger, Brad, uh, Brad Smith, Kellen Clemens, Eric Ainge. And now, and keep in mind too, Jets could have had Tom Brady. I mean, mean, every team could have had Tom Brady, but they could have had Tom Brady. Now, let's talk about more recent drafts. Sam Darnold. Ugh, not good. Mark Sanchez got him to a couple of AFC championship games, but what is he most known for? Butt fumble. Butt fumble. In 98, when you guys were Super Bowl favorites or at least contenders, Testaverde blows out his Achilles. Coincidence? And then you bring Favre in. Favre had his worst year as a pro with the Jets. He had 22 touchdowns and six came in one game against the Cardinals, and he had 22 picks. The next year he was in Minnesota and he played at an MVP level. So he went to New York and was terrible. And then he went to Minnesota. Boom. Now you got Rogers. I have a lot of Jets friends. And they're all, this is the most excited they've ever been ever. Aaron Rodgers. Oh my God. He's here. (laughs) No, you're gone now. Guys, you got to know they're cursed. If I remember correctly, Toss, the Jets could have gotten 
Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence. But I think they won a game that they should have lost. It was meaningless. And the Jags ended up getting them. It's all part of the curse. Jets are cursed. So yeah, now you... what do you do? Am, am I wrong? Like, I mean, like, no, I no, you just, curses, you forgot. You forgot Geno Smith in there as well. Right. He sucked too. I, I thought I got them all. I got most of them. Yeah. <laughs> and then also, I mean, Zach Wilson. Right. Uh, yeah. Okay. Let's look at the Jets. Since 2012, their first round picks, Quentin Culpels, D. Milner, <laughs> Sheldon Richardson, Calvin Pryor, Leonard Williams, Darren Lee, Jamal Adams, Darnold, Mackay Becton. I, listen, you guys you can't get it right. I mean, I mean, Garrett Wilson, great. Brees Hall, great. Love it. Love it. And boy, Garrett Wilson, that guy stole an interception and made it a touchdown. That was one of the, the, the best catches you'll see all year. Because Zach Wilson threw that ball right to the defender. And Garrett Wilson became a defender and then a receiver. But other than that, he didn't really do much. And now you're worried about that whole... Now, I will say this. Garrett Wilson was the offensive rookie of the year last year with three crappy quarterbacks. Joe Flacco passes prime, Zach Wilson, and Mike White. So I'm not saying that, like, Garrett Wilson's completely done. But boy, that ceiling came down. Big time. Big time. That's a problem. And, and for those of you who think I'm crazy about the curse thing, I never had Mark Sanchez on a fantasy team. I never had Sam Darnold on a fantasy team. I didn't draft Zach Wilson in Dynasty. And you know how many teams out of the 15 I have Aaron Rodgers? None. None. Oh, you're an idiot, Fabian. Hey, this thing has become predictive. It has. And this is not just like a decade or two. This is dating back to the 70s, right? Like before a lot of you were born. Anyways, not a good night. And you know what too, Toss? What the hell's wrong with Josh Allen? And this dates back to last year too. Josh what? Allen, everyone's talking about Dak Prescott. He's interception prone and blah, 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 blah. Look at Josh Allen. Yeah. He's who, been terrible. Who, who led the league in all-out turnovers for from the quarterback position last year. Josh Allen. Yeah, not Dak Prescott. Yeah. I mean, Dak might have because he didn't play the whole season, but still. But, I mean, sure, yeah. Josh yeah. Allen. <laughs> Josh Allen had three interceptions and fumbled last night. He almost had a butt fumble. And week one, I think a lot of it you could throw away. A lot of it you could throw We're still learning. We're still learning here in fantasy, right? But look at the elite quarterbacks in week one. Jalen Hurts, subpar. Lamar Jackson was terrible. Six points. Six points. All right? Joe Burrow, not good at all. Josh Allen, nine points. I hope this trend doesn't continue because we're all going to get burned because a lot of people, including myself, went in on these high-end quarterbacks. I think Jalen Hurts is going to smash the Vikings on Thursday night, but it is what it is. So... And by the way, speaking of Thursdays, we're going to move the podcast release dates to Thursday now. I want to get that Thursday night football preview in there. It gives more value than a review. And then we'll go into Thursday and then go into the weekend starts and sits. So we're going to be Tuesdays, Thursdays now, moving forward throughout the course of the season. So keep that in mind. Um, so ramifications of Rodgers being gone. Garrett Wilson's ceiling takes a hit. 
Brees Hall, boy, he looked good. That guy, I mean, every time he touches the ball, he's breaking like an 80-yarder. And Dalvin Cook, I mean, he's not washed, but he's in the the laundry basket. Let's put it that way, okay? Um, the, The Jets are in trouble. And now you got the Cowboys coming up. The Cowboys defense is going to smoke Zach Wilson. All right. Like Jackie Gleason used to smoke those big fat cigars back in the day. And if you don't know who Jackie Gleason is, go take a look at it. I'm dating myself there, Toss. Cowboys will be the number one defense this week. No question. After what we did to the Giants, we're going to we're gonna pick it right back up with another New York team. Smoke those Jets into oblivion. Anyways. Uh, off of my Jets rant, I, I, I'm sorry. They're cursed. I, I don't care. You 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 do at least know that if you're a Dalvin Cook owner and a Brees Hall owner, those guys are getting a ton of work the rest of the season. That's yes, the one. Wait, that's good. Yeah, that's the one stipulation there. Dalvin got more snaps and more touches last night. I think at some point that'll flip. Sure, because they're trying to bring Brees along a little bit slowly. I mean, you could tell on that on that that long run he had, like it, he, he couldn't. He couldn't put it into the next He year. He looks about 90% there. Yeah, I remember which, like J.K. Dobbins. That yeah. kind of happened with him last year which, too. Which is scary because when that guy's 100%, no one's catching He's awesome. him. Oh my gosh. He's, yeah. I'll never forget, we had LaDainian Tomlinson on my XM show and LaDainian was raving about Brees Hall coming out of college. Raved about him. So uh, I, I, that, that always registered for me. Speaking of Dobbins, uh, Achilles, yeah, for the year. I feel terrible for the guy. Let's go through some of the injuries. Um, feel horrible for the guy. I don't know if his career is over. And to be quite honest with you, I don't know who to pick up. It's going to be a committee between Gus Edwards and Justice Hill unless, and Melvin Gordon's going to be in the mix too. Unless they sign Fournette or, or Kareem Hunt, or maybe they trade for Taylor, Jonathan Taylor. I don't know. But that Baltimore, I was really, really hoping Dobbins could do something and poor kid just can't stay healthy. Um, Aaron Jones had a hamstring. He said he could have gone back into the game. These are just a few names to keep tabs on. Austin Eckler's got an ankle. I texted him. I didn't hear back from him. Um, if I do hear anything, I'll let you guys know. But he's got an ankle, so Joshua Kelly is going to be an out off the waiver wire just in case. Um, Deontay Johnson's going to miss a few weeks because of the hamstring. Tyler Lockett uh, suffered a head injury. Great matchup coming up. I think he's going to be fine. He's got to probably pass protocol. Make sure you keep tabs on his status. Same thing with Jacoby Myers, although Myers has looked really bad. And they got Buffalo this week, so keep tabs on uh, Jacoby Myers uh, and what's going on with him because he popped. He had a couple of touchdowns last week, and a lot of people are going to think about maybe putting him in their lineup, although I don't know if you want to do that against Buffalo. So let's get into some of the risers and fallers from the week. Uh, The biggest risers got to be Tua. I mean, 466, three touchdowns. If he can stay healthy, and we all – nobody on the planet wants to see Tua – get hit and not get up or get up woozy. He's a good player. And boy, they lit the Chargers defense up like a Christmas tree. They got New England this week. That's going to be an interesting matchup toss. New England's a hell of a lot better defense. So they, New England definitely, they limited. I know AJ Brown had seven receptions, but it was n- nothing upfield for them. Devontae Smith was hardly involved. Goddard didn't get much action either. I mean, he didn't have a catch. Yeah. Goddard didn't have a catch. Yeah, so uh, keep that in mind. Brandon Ayuk, it was funny because I was listening to the Sirius XM NFL radio during the games, 
And, you know, the Niners announcers, they do, Ayuk, Ayuk, Ayuk is on fire. And, like, they had two of those. Brandon scored a couple of touchdowns. He scored 32 points. It was a career high, 32.9. He's the best fantasy receiver in San Francisco. He was last year, too. I know we love Debo. He's a bigger name. Ayuk's the guy. Yeah. Calvin Ridley hadn't played a game since 2021. Oh, well. Eight catches, 101 yards, a touchdown, 24 points later. Giddy up. And you got Kansas City coming up next. And their defense ain't that good. Especially, you know, with, with a lack of a pass rush. We saw that against Detroit. Yeah, quick quick little thing on Ayuk. Tracy Sandler, who's a beat reporter for the 49ers, she has a team in the Believe League. Uh, okay. She told me before the year, she said uh, she thinks Ayuk is, is primed for superstardom and, and is going to be better as a player, not even just on the fantasy side, uh, than Debo Samuel. And it has no nothing to do with Debo as a guy, because she's a huge believer in him too. But uh-huh. um, her week one kind of prediction is is definitely coming to fruition here, and he clearly has a connection with Brock Purdy. I mean, I this is a guy I, I had him on my bench in a couple of leagues, Fabs, and I'm going to be starting him. Week yeah, too. You got the Rams um, this week. Yeah, for sure. He, he's becoming almost a must start. Who's who's Bandy B Flexin in our league? That that is the fourth and flex podcast. They're another fantasy football podcast out there. All right, we we beat them this week. Oh, you beat them? There you go. And we had zero points from Goddard. And Rashad White stunk. But you know who one of our leading scorers was? Actually, our leading scorer, you're not going to believe this. Who was it? Jake Elliott. Jake Elliott had 19.7 points. Yeah. Who says kickers don't matter? They do matter. They do matter. But that just goes to show, again, we were talking about the Patriots defense. They are a very good defense. But, of yep. course, the Eagles are a team that executes. Special teams, offense, defense, yep. they always get it done. Yep. Uh, another kicker, another Jake. Jake Moody had a really good game, too. Rookie, rookie kicker. He did, and I didn't love him. I, I was dead wrong about this. Vegas gave out a, a Christmas gift in September. Two points. I thought that was a sucker bet of all sucker bets. You know who the sucker was? This guy. Yeah. Uh, back to the it. risers. Michael Pittman Jr. had a big week. I didn't see it coming. Big game, 97 yards, over 24 points, had a touchdown. Uh, that's good news. Now, he does have the Texans this week. I got to talk about the Texans, by the way. We're going to talk about the Texans a little bit later on. Zay Flowers. I, Todd Mockin, is that is that your, your, your game plan? Throw it to Flowers every time. Ten targets. Nobody else on the team had more than three. But they've got Cincinnati this week. Their defense is good. We'll get into that. The Fallers. Speaking of the Bengals, what the hell was that? I that was gross. They had one guy score more than 10 points, Joe Mixon. He had 10.1. Everybody else was under 10, including Jamar. T. Higgins didn't have a catch on eight targets, no catches. Joe Burrow was awful. But let's just, you know, we'll just kind of rack it up to week one. Whatever. Didn't play didn't play in the preseason. Ravens defense is not that great either. So they'll they'll eat against the Ravens. Lamar Jackson, speaking of the Ravens. Baker Mayfield, Sam Howell, CJ Stroud, Desmond Ritter. What are they all have in common? More points than Lamar Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> and if this is what Lamar, Lamar's not running the ball. He had 38 yards. If Monkin's offense means that Lamar's not going to run the ball as effectively or as much, he's not going to be a great fantasy quarterback. I'm sorry, he's not. He's not. That's what makes him great. You cut Mike Vick's legs off, guess what? He's an average fantasy quarterback. Got to run the ball. 
Got to run the ball. And again, they got a tough matchup against the Bengals this week. Najee Harris, who was my sit of the week at running back. Here's the problem. Number one, they played the Niners. Number two, he basically had the same amount of touches as Jalen Harris, a uh, Jalen Warren, excuse me. That's problematic. I don't know if that's going to continue moving forward. Uh, they've got Cleveland coming up. I mean, you got to play Najee, but ugh. and then Jameer Gibbs. And listen, it's one week, but David Montgomery was the guy. He had 21 touches. I mean, Gibbs had nine. Gibbs had two targets. They have Seattle this week, though. That's a good matchup. Najee did have a 22-yard run where he looked pretty fresh. He hurled the guy. Yeah. But but you're right. I mean, if they look, they have a tough schedule the whole way. This yeah, is they it's, do. it's not yeah. easy for any of those AFC North teams. And if he's splitting carries, you thought that volume was going to get you through it. And at yeah. least, you know, a, a mid-end RB2, like it just might not be the case with him. So you have to tamp, temper expectations. And then Drake sure. London. I love the Drake last week. Now I hate him. No catches. That is a problem. Desmond Ritter threw the ball 18 times. Is That's it. 18 times. This Like if Kyle Pitts got drafted by the Chargers, he'd probably be awesome. And it, like, Kyle Pitts is just getting neutered by this offense. He was the leading receiver on Atlanta at 44 yards or 48 yards. I mean, he didn't do anything. And now Drake London's got to play the Packers and Jair Alexander who shut down DJ Moore. I'm not playing Drake London this week. I'm just saying. You, you might not ever want to play Drake London. Well, I, I'm not giving up on him yet. I'm not going to kill him yet. I'm not I'm, I'm not burying him yet, but I, I don't love the matchup but this week. Does he bad. But does in he, Atlanta's also, I mean, there's going to be some games where they're going to have to play from behind negative games. who's going to throw the football. But I tell you one thing. I don't, I mean, I want Taylor Heineke in there. As a, as a Drake London owner, I want, I want Heineke in there. I don't know about this Desmond Ritter. Right, it doesn't really matter in games like this. And I know they're they're playing the Panthers, but like, yeah, they run the well, football they got, so well. Tyler Algier, who we're about well, to mention oh, here, my God, let's. Talk, I mean, geez, Louise, uh, Bijan Robinson. I mean, he even he didn't have more than fifteen touches. They drafted him the seventh overall pick. Like, and and my co-host on Fantasy Dirt, Lindsey Rhodes, was one hundred percent right on this. I didn't think this. I thought Algier would have a role, like eight to ten touches a game. He had 18 touches in this game. He had more than Bijan. He had 24 points. He had more than Bijan. But Bijan was good, too. He had 20. So there's enough to go around. Like, you know how we make the comparison about, like, Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara all the time? That's what this is going to be. And if the Falcons can do that on the ground, you can start both of them. Obviously, Bijan has a higher ceiling. But Algier was the closer last week, man. They gave him the football in the fourth quarter. So they have a lot of faith in that kid. Um but Bichon still had 20 points, so I'm not going to bitch about it. I mean, <laughs> get 20 <laughs> points. I'll take it. And he had six catches, and that's big. Um, let's go through some of the waiver wire guys. We just mentioned Algier. Algier's only owned at 44% of leagues on ESPN. That's crazy town. Uh, and I'm never going to mention a guy who's owned in more than 50. Uh, Zach Ertz, if you need a tight end, 39.7% ownership on ESPN. 10 targets, most of any tight end in the league. And he's got the Giants coming up this week. He owned the Giants when he played for Philadelphia. Owned them. Like, averaged like 18 points a game against them in their last, I think, eight or nine games. Owned them. Sam Laporta. He's about 60% available on ESPN. He played 58 snaps. He ran the most routes on the team at tight end. He had five catches. Seattle's bad against tight ends. 
even though Higby killed us uh, last week. Ken Gainwell. I told you guys about Ken Gainwell. I said it. I wouldn't be surprised if he was a starter and he led the team in touches and fantasy points. I mean, Rashad Penny was inactive. Healthy inactive. scratch. Healthy scratch. Healthy scratch. I mean, normally when Penny's inactive, he's hurt. So at least he wasn't hurt. I, and there's no guarantee this is the rotation moving forward, but DeAndre Swift had two touches. And Boston Scott didn't get a ton of action either. I mean, Gainwell at 18. Nope. They got Minnesota on Thursday night. Uh, speaking of the Ravens, of course, before we talked about J.K. Dobbins being hurt, I don't know who to pick up between Gus Edwards and Justice Hill because I think it's going to be a committee. Edwards is about 80% available. Justice Hill's available everywhere. They both should be added. I, I just don't... Uh, this, the, the touches were basically split. I guess I have, if I had a lean one way, it's Edwards if I'm looking for touchdowns. It's Hill if I'm looking for catches. Do it's you, gonna be a committee. I, I do as a Lamar Jackson owner in one league. I'm hopeful that Monkin will understand that he has to get Lamar involved as a runner now because he doesn't have the dynamic impact that, that Dobbins was going to have in that backfield. We need more running from Lamar, that's for sure. Uh Romeo Dobbs. And, and another thing too, I'm not listening to snap count limitation reports anymore. Screw that. There's so, Javante Williams in a snap count. He had the most touches in Denver's backfield. Split the snaps with Pirine. It's even. Romeo Dobbs, oh, you're going to be on a snap count. Guy had two touchdowns. Played, what, 29 snaps? 27 snaps, something like that. Brees Hall, snap count. Now, now he he was a bit limited last night. Didn't hurt him, though. The guy was breaking off 80-yard runs all day long. I'm not listening to snap counts anymore. They're unreliable. But Dobbs is is a good pickup. And if Watson can't play again, Dobbs is a really good start. They got Atlanta coming up. Jordan Love, three touchdowns without his number one wide receiver. Pretty good. Pretty good. Better than Aaron Rodgers. Listen, now we know he's going to be better than Aaron Rodgers because Rodgers didn't go play. <laughs> so uh, he's got Atlanta coming up next. It's a good matchup. Uh, Kyron Williams. Why does, why does Sean McVay hate us? And why does he hate Cam Akers? Did Cam Akers kick his dog? I don't know. I'm not. What do you mean? He he's not an effective rusher. That's what he did. He didn't. He was really good in the second half of last year. He showed flashes as a rookie before he got hurt. He gave him 20 carries. What else does he need? But, but most of them were in the fourth quarter when they were melting the clock down because they were winning the game. Kyron well, Williams he still was only getting one or two. Y- he was still only getting one yard or half a yard. Kyron Williams time. had almost double, if not double, the snaps of Akers. He was and, the guy. And quadruple the production. So I don't blame Sean McVay. I don't. It's a bummer, man, because I have Cam Akers. So Kyron Williams has got to be added. Puka Nakua, too. But this is going to be his best game of the year, folks. I mean, he ain't doing that again. He's not getting 10 catches for 119. I mean, Tutu Adwell had a good game, too. You can maybe go on. But they got the Niners coming up. You want to play Puka Nakua against the Niners? Good luck. Have fun with that. I'd rather go it, personally... Nakua is more appealing to me than Atwell. Atwell's size yes, yes, yes. is always always limiting, and at least you know Nakua yeah. is going to be out there when they get to the red zone. Uh, can I just ask you a quick question here? What do you think of owned in 4.2% of leagues, tight end Hunter Henry? Yep. And Miami's not good against tight ends, uh, dating back to last year, so he's worth a look too. 
That that but although it's Gasicki revenge game, so but no Hunter Henry, there's a lot of waiver wire potential this week because there always is in week one because just weird stuff happens. Yeah. What one other guy I want to throw out on the running back side, Josh Kelly needs to be picked up. If he yeah, is well, available. yeah, we said that with it, with Austin dealing with the ankle. Yes, absolutely. And you could also throw in Roshan Johnson. I mean, we, we we've only you know we we don't want this podcast to be an hour long. I can't name them all, but you're right. Absolutely, if you, especially if you have Eckler. Well, we Kelly. know we know better than anyone that a Kellen Moore offense likes to have two backs featured, and so and I Josh think Kelly had a big game. He looks like a game. different guy out there. Yeah, uh, Rashid Shahid also number three receiver in New Orleans. Michael Thomas is healthy right now. If he gets hurt, Shahid could be the guy, and she had a good game. Field stretching type of young guy. I think he's twenty five years old. Uh, and I mean, listen, I mean, you know, Derek Carr's not. He's not going to be great, but he was good enough. He was good enough. Olave had a good game. Tom, listen, Thomas had what, 11 points? If I'm getting 11 to 14 points for Michael Thomas every week, I drafted him as my wide receiver three or maybe even four. Yeah, I'm in. I'll take it. It's great. It's great. Olave's awesome, though. Olave, that was, God, you know, God willing, he doesn't get hurt. He's going to, he, that was one of the easy bust out predictions uh, of the year. So, also, um, if you're looking for defenses to stream this week, uh, toss, you like the Broncos against the Commanders in Denver. Tampa against the Bears. Ju- Justin Fields. And I didn't even mention Justin Fields as one of the quarterbacks who didn't play well. Yeah, I should have. He wasn't as bad as Burrow or, or Lamar, but still, man. I mean, he's... It's Dude, the same. It's the same as last year. Though. He's running around like a chicken with his head cut off. Like he's I don't... gonna get hurt. And he's gonna get hurt. He's gonna get hurt. And and the quarterback behind them, you know, you don't you don't want to know who that is. Um, Colts defense this week against Houston. Do you like All that one? Ta- ta- talk to me about the Texans. Talk to me about that one. So, C.J. Stroud is not going to be fantasy viable most of the year. Uh, he, he was accurate in the game and actually Nico Collins and Robert Woods both had good games. Like from a fantasy standpoint, PPR, they were in double digits. They were both good. Dalton Schultz, uh, I believe ran the most routes of any tight end in the league. I didn't do anything, but Nico Collins, is a good play in a deeper league in DFS, Robert Woods. They've got the Colts this week. And I will say something about Houston. Don't just decide Anthony Richardson was good last week. He's a must start. Houston's defense against quarterbacks. They've been the toughest team in the league against QBs in fantasy since last year. And they gave up six points to Lamar Jackson, six. And Lamar's got a similar skill set to Anthony Richardson. So Anthony Richardson might not have an easy go of it this weekend. Is he a high QB two? Probably. Houston defense is good against the pack. They can't stop the run to save their lives, but they're not, they don't give it up to quarterbacks. They don't. So just keep that in mind. Um, Let's get to some questions here before uh, we, we skip out for the, for the program. And again, you're listening to the fantasy football show on believe uh, with Michael Fabiano. My guy Toss is with me. Make sure you subscribe, give us a good review. Hopefully we're helping you with your waiver wire moves and ultimately going to help you win a championship. Uh, here's a few questions. This is from Zart John. Will Goddard bounce back or should I look for a replacement? Uh, zero. You know how many guys gave you a zero this week? 
Drake London, Dallas Goddard, T. Higgins, zeros. All starting everywhere. Everywhere. Uh, come on. What's on the waiver wire, tight end? I mean, like, I mean, yeah, keep playing Goddard. It was a blip on the radar. Uh, Brooke Deck, coming in in the final game. I'm up by one point. My opponent is done. All I have is left to play is my defense. I benched them as to not possibly go negative. Is that considered bad sportsmanship? No, that's considered smart. And you also won, so congrats. What did Herman Edwards say? You play to win the game. You play to win the game. Smart. There's no rule against it in your league. Smart. Now, I will say this. You also take away the opportunity for your team to score points, and if there is any kind of tiebreaker at the end of the year that includes points, that could hurt you. So, like, for example, if you had the Cowboys defense and you took them out and then they went and scored 30, whatever the hell it was, that's going to hurt. Well, if he, had the Jet, hurt. if he had the Jets defense, because I, I assume he was asking the question on Monday, so it was the Monday night game. If he had the Jets defense, they scored almost 20 points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I got, I got into an argument with a buddy of mine last night because in my leagues, I don't give return touchdowns to a defense because it's not defense. I don't like special teams. I, so the players get the points and that's how I've run my leagues forever. And he was like, Oh, the judge, why didn't they get the points? Because I don't give, why not read the damn rules. If you don't like it, it is what it is, man. Like I don't like being in leagues where there's no kickers, but guess what? I'm in leagues with kickers. I, that's the rule. I, I, I go by the rule. I number one, there's not enough punt and kick return for touchdowns that it's really going to matter. But like, Isaiah Pacheco last year had almost, what, 600 yards as a return man? Like, I want him to get those points. Why shouldn't he? It's part of his skill set. I don't give it to the special teams. Anyways, next question. Uh, Eric Lee underscore 816, best move on the waiver wire, running back wide receiver ads. We just went through them. Ken Gainwell, Tyler Algier, Kyron Williams at running back. To a lesser degree, Roshan Johnson. Josh Kelly, as Toss said, because of Eckler. Wide receivers, uh, Puka Nakua. Tutu Atwell, Romeo Dobbs, uh, among the best options in in leagues where, uh, you know, you're not rolling out eight teams. Zay Flowers is long gone, so don't even think about him. Uh, but speaking of Zay Flowers, Jazzy Jeff Real Talk wants to know, is Zay Flowers now a weekly starter in PPR? I like that. Jazzy Jeff Real Talk. Right. Fresh fresh Prince of Bel-Air, right? GD, yeah, Jazzy Jeff in the first Jazzy Jeff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, again, dating myself. Um Probably the last time I listened to a rap song too. Uh, is he a weekly start? I mean, like, listen, this week's match. This week's matchup is going to be interesting. The Bengals are good. Their defense is good. It really is. They're tough against wide receivers. New DB room though. Still, still yeah. early for that new DB room. But if Monken is going to keep throwing the ball to him ten times a game, hell yeah, he is. Am I starting him this week? If I have him, probably yeah. Matchup's not great though. Where are, are, are you uh, at like flex consideration every single week for him? Yeah, 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 yeah. Right now, yes. Right now, yes. Yes. Uh, finally, I know it's Tuesday, but would you start Puka Nakua over T. Higgins or Josh Doxson? Truck, one, two, two, three. No. Higgins is going to bounce back this week. When a guy goes out and has a goose egg like that, and when a team gets embarrassed like that, if they got any kind of gumption, they're going to bounce back salty and ready to produce. And I think that's what the Bengals are going to do this week against the Ravens. Their defense are not that good. The Ravens defense on the perimeters on the, uh, on the defensive side, 
they, they're they're vulnerable. Nico Collins and Robert Woods like combined for like almost thirty points. Nico Collins and Robert Woods. The Bengals are going to bounce back. T. Higgins is fine. Dotson had seven targets too. He had five catches for four. Yeah, yards. Dotson. Like, I, I mean, like he was involved. A terrible game. And this is another thing, guys. When I'm doing start him and sit him, I'm looking at matchups, but I'm looking for opportunities too. Like Rashad White, I liked him. And guess what? He dominated the snaps in the backfield and he dominated the touches. He just didn't do anything with him. That's the world we live in right now. You're just looking for opportunities. Jamal Williams, remember Jamal Williams? I said, don't play him because the matchup's not good. Tennessee's really good against the run. I had to play him in a few leagues. Why? Not because I liked the matchup because I, how could I? Volume. And you hope for like a goal line touchdown or something like that. Sometimes you got to play volume over matchup. It, it, I mean, it's what it is. And you're going to do that this week too. Absolutely going to do that this week with a lot of, a lot of the same guys. Jamal Williams, better matchup this week though, but the volume is there. Rashad White, better matchup this week though, but the matchup, but the, the volume is going to be there. Hell, now Ken Gainwell on Thursday night, the volume is going to be there. At least we think it is. Khalil Herbert, now I'm not so sure if the volume is going to be there because it was a three-headed monster. And Roshan Johnson had the, be- the best game from a fantasy perspective. He had, what, six catches and a touchdown. And Herbert only had like six more snaps than Deontay Foreman, so that's a problem. These sure. are the things that we're going to school on. Game script a little bit there, though. The Packers had that game in the bag early. Right. Yes, yes, yes. And, and obviously they feel good about Roshan as a pass catcher, so yeah. um, that's big. Tasha to man. Again, we are going to be back on Thursdays now. Thursdays to preview TNF, preview the weekend. Jen Piatenti is going to join us with her player props. And she was awesome last week. She always is. She's great. You want to in money? Send a little of my way. You know, Venmo me. Or Jen. Take us out to dinner. Toss. You can, you can join in. Um, sure. Thanks. I'll eat the bread in the bread basket. That's <laughs> the Believe Fantasy Football Show with Michael Fabiano. Tuesdays and Thursdays, where you find your podcast, make sure you go and find us, download us, listen, and uh, educate yourself. And let's win a fantasy championship together. We will see you on Thursday, everybody. Have a great week. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.